Hey everyone, welcome to the good, the bad, and the podcast, where we look at those movies that we love, we hate, and those awful movies that we hate to love. And love to hate. Fine, Charles. <laughs> All right. I feel like there's an inside joke there somewhere, but whatever. Go ahead. Every week we take a uh, new genre and we find the best of the genre, the worst of the genre, and the uh, best worst of the genre. <laughs> That little ugly dog, as I said last time. Yes. I'm Micah. It's not very nice about Meg Ryan. Hey, I'm Kelly. <laughs> and I'm Charles. <laughs> oh, poor Meg Ryan. We just really got it. You know, we just really gave it to her last time, didn't we? We did. But, yeah. Yeah. She, well. We th- also lavished warm praises on her. So I think Yeah, it's okay. we did. Because, because, like we said, when Meg Ryan does right, she does right. Mm-hmm. When she does wrong, she does wrong. When's the last Except- time Meg Ryan's done right? <laughs> 1998 in the 90s yeah <laughs> all right okay it's been it's been the 90s okay so charles this week is your week it is your pick i get a whole week and what do you what do you pick i pick remakes so as i said last time it's in relationship to the original movie so mm-hmm. does it improve it or does it actually make you not like the original anymore because the remake is so terrible you know and that's right. kind of how i'm looking at it and also is it a good movie you know, because sometimes it could be a great remake, but I may not like the movie. So I had to look at it like that, too. So, um, you can know, I, can I add a little amendment to sure, that? Too? Yeah, sure. So a remake is not a reboot. Like, right. You like Man of Steel is not a remake of Superman because that's a reboot. Yeah. And also a remake is not an extension. For instance, uh, Rise of the Planet of the Apes is not a remake of Planet of the Apes. No, it's a prequel. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. It's not. So it can't. Uh, so in in a way, a remake has the exact same title as the original. Yes, to some degree. Yes, although as we mentioned last time, there is a, th- a new movie from 2011, I think, called The Thing, and people think mm-hmm. it's a remake of John Carpenter's or of the original movie from the 50s. It's not. It's actually a prequel to John Carpenter's. Um, anyway, so uh, I'm glad we got that out there. Yeah, yeah. Let's just <laughs> let's just dive in. So as I said last time, my choices for this would be Planet of the Apes, mm-hmm. Psycho, and The Thing. Um, so, which one do you guys want to start with? How about you pick it for me? Uh, let's start... Well, I don't know, Kelly. What do you think? Um, I, I feel like we got to start with Planet of the Apes. That's what that, you, you want to know what it is to me? So, yes. can I ask you this? Was this one... Did you guys, when you when you heard about my choices, did you immediately know which ones were which for me? I think I have a good idea. So. I okay. Here's what happened for me. I had not seen. Well, actually, I take that back. I had seen Psycho before, um, but the other two I'd never seen before. So about the remakes. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Okay. I. I. Yeah. From this point out, also, let's set some ground rules. From this point, whenever we're talking about the, when we say the movie, we're talking about the remake. Okay. okay. Yeah. That's and, and can I add something too on top of that? You had, Micah, you hadn't seen the original Psycho, the original one before I hadn't this. seen the original Psycho. I hadn't seen the original Planet of the Apes. And you hadn't even heard of The Thing from Another Planet. I hadn't even heard of The Thing from Another Planet, yeah. <laughs> Which is the Howard Hawks movie from... 1951. 51? Okay. Mm-hmm. So you hadn't seen any of them. Exactly. And so I, I was going in this completely blind. Okay. And I, the only, I really hadn't seen any of the originals either besides Psycho. The Psycho original and remake were the only movies in the, this whole slew of movies that we're talking about same that here. I had seen. I'm in the same, so. Okay. But, but, but uh, so after I watched the three, I thought I had a pretty good idea of which ones were, were going to be We're about to talk about remakes. Yes. Okay. Uh, after I saw these three remakes, I thought I knew which ones were going to be which, but then when I talked to you the other day about 
um, you know, and what what you just said about the, what qualify what what were the factors of the of your evaluation of these like improving on the original blah 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 all that stuff I didn't really take that into consideration so now I really don't know which ones I, I think I was wrong before so we'll see anyway, and so, also you asked me you asked me this specifically does it is it a good movie and I was like it has to be a good movie but hopefully if I think it's a good remake I think it's a good movie so so Planet of the Apes is it you're good you're bad or you're ugly Planet of the Apes this is uh, Planet of the Apes is going to be my ugly one. Yes, okay. I was right. Really? <laughs> Which, what did you think it was going to be, Micah? I thought it was going to be Psycho. It was going to be your ugly one. Okay. So here's so Planet of the Apes is my ugly one uh, because, honestly, like it's a terrible movie, <laughs> but it has a lot of really good qualities in it. Yes, it's entertaining. It's entertaining. There's... It's the the original Planet of the Apes is an amazing film. It's one of my favorites. Yes, like there are just so many iconic scenes in it. Totally agree. And one of the the biggest problems I have with the remake of Planet of the Apes is the fact that all of the humans in it can talk right off the bat. I love the Charlton Heston one where the humans couldn't speak, so that when he finally speaks, it's this amazing. I'm like, oh man, he just told him to get off of him. They all know he talks. So give a quick uh, recap of. Tim Burton's Planet of the Apes. Tim Burton's Planet of the Apes. So, <laughs> Marky Mark is an astronaut who... <laughs> Go ahead. I'm sorry. Mark Wahlberg is an astronaut who time travels by accident because they get too close to... Isn't that what happens? I don't, I don't even remember the beginning of it. He flies into a... A wormhole. Yeah, a wormhole yeah. or something. And, and it ends up crash landing on a, on a distant planet that's... It's, it's apes that rule it. Years in the future. Y- years in the future. And he... Uh, you know, on that planet, the humans are slaves to the apes, and it's not so subtle, you know, undertones of racism and comparing the apes and 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 the humans and all that. You know, it's right. not it's very it's, it's very like white black issues going on there. Right. Yeah, it's pretty heavy handed, and it's it's really over the top, especially the dinner scenes with the apes talking about it. And I'm just like, <laughs> yeah. oh man, there's the, <laughs> human the, the, politics. At least the first, the, the original Planet of the Apes. I'm sure there were undertones to that, but original Planet of the Apes was like talking. It had mixing religion and philosophy. It was, it was more undertones of religious versus scientific. Uh, exploration. Yeah. Yeah. And that one's never really hit upon other than like the prophecy and all that and this one with the, the chimp that comes down at the end. Yeah. But it was this was much more a dealing with like racism. It was like they were trying to make this metaphor for it but they were hitting you so on the head with it it became ridiculous. Yeah. Um, and, and again, the fact that the humans could talk really bothers me because there was no, okay, they're intelligent beings, they can talk. Why? They're ha- organized. Yeah. They're basically like rebels. Why hasn't this happened before? Like what? Right. But what is it about Mark Wahlberg that <laughs> unites them? Right. But but again, I think uh, the makeup in it is fantastic. Yeah, it is. Uh, Rick Baker. I don't know if you won an Oscar for it or not. He may have, but I think the makeup's amazing. I think all of the people that play the apes and you know the gorillas and all that, I think they're really good in this. Like Helena Bottom Carter. Um, the only one that kind of bothers me somewhat is Tim Roth. I think he's a little over the top. And if you guys didn't watch uh, Honest Trailers at all, the Honest Trailer to this is funny because they talk yes. about apes going ape and it shows them all like <laughs> freaking out. And it's that's pretty true. Because in this one especially, uh, like you can tell there were a lot of assisted jumps and all that because they're jumping and swinging all over the place. Tim Roth goes family. nuts. Yeah, yeah, it's kind of crazy. But, but again, there are some really good qualities to this film. I mean... You know, he, the, again, the makeup, the, the acting, I just, 
It's all the human characters that run it for me. And then, of course, there's the ending, which makes no sense. That's like a huge WGF Okay, so, because I was still confused. He travels back in time to present-day Earth, and what? I'm really confused how it happened because he's in yeah. present day Earth. Well, they don't explain it. It's it's like he has somehow caused he's like in a parallel Earth or he, whatever he's done by leaving Pericles there on the planet of the apes has somehow affected the outcome of the future or maybe I I don't know. It is really really and They have weird. an Abraham Lincoln ape, so it's it's just But it's General Fade. Yeah, it's it, Tim Ross character. Yeah. Doesn't make any sense. Yeah, I, I don't know. How would I, he know how to how to? I've like heard that some, somehow that he was able to get an escape pod and go there before Mark Wahlberg. And I've heard that. It's like, I heard they originally were planning on making a sequel to it and it, further explaining it, but they never got to the sequel because people just didn't really like this version of it. Um, so, Well, they should have at least hinted at that if they're, if that's what they were going to do because as it is, it's like, what? But it was... It, it was so such a bad movie. And again, I, I think it's ugly because, like I said, there's some things that I really like. But it was so bad that it, it kind of ruined the franchise like for a little bit. Because mm-hmm. all the other Planet of the Apes movies prior to it had been you know, sequels and prequels to each other. And they had all been... Mm-hmm. Or just sequels. But they had all been just well-made movies. Even right. as they got more and more ridiculous in the 70s. But, you know, the this one, they, they didn't know what they were going to do. So I'm actually really happy they rebooted it with uh, Rise of the Planet of the Apes. Because yeah. Rise of the Plenty of Apes is actually a prequel to the Charlton Heston one. It ignores the the Tim Burton one. Well, and it, it basically it explains it explains what you want to know about Planet of the Apes. How did the apes become yeah. this way? And yeah. it has a logical progression to the whole mythos. Right, and of it Planet wasn't just a see see that's the problem too. Planet of the Apes I felt was like going to be a summer blockbuster movie, mm-hmm. whereas the original one it had a lot more depth to it, so to speak. Right. They were they were at the original one. I think I saw this. Was it was Rod Serling? Did he write? Planet of the Apes, the original one. I know it was based on a novel, but the original one felt more like a Twilight Zone kind of episode thing, especially with a twist ending. Mm-hmm. Well, and also, you know, it was, a, you know, a real blockbuster sci-fi movie of its time. Now, if you had a blockbuster sci-fi movie uh, now, it would it, it would look like a Planet of the Apes. There's got to be a big war scene, and, mm-hmm. you know, the original didn't have that. Yeah, the it was original, more of a thinking movie. It was a very thinking movie. Like I said, I, I don't know. If, again, I, I, it felt more like a Twilight Zone to me. Like, it was very... Rob Serling did. Right. He did, right? Okay, that's yeah. what I felt like. I thought I saw that the other day, and I could, I could see that, because it's it's like the twist ending especially, and, you know, of its time, and talking about nuclear fallout. Have you guys seen, like, any of the sequels? No. Uh-uh. So they deal with that more specifically and all that. But, again, I, I think it had a lot more to say than the remake did. Let me just say too, uh, I've I didn't read this recently, but I've heard this. There was a lot of um, discontent spirits on the set of <laughs> the Tim Burton playing the apes, and I knew I, supposedly all the actors and Tim Burton were just at each other's throat the whole time, mm. and yeah, and supposedly it was not a very pleasant environment. Wow. Ooh. Well, yeah. I, you can kind of see that. I mean, yeah. you can kind of knowing think, that and then watching the movie. I, I am kinda... so glad. And, and although I've seen pictures, I am glad he didn't get a remake Superman. Have you? Oh, yeah. With a uh, with the Nick Nicholas, Cage. Nick Cage. Have yeah. you seen some of the pictures of him oh, in the costume? Oh, oh, oh. I've been horrible. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so because he wanted to completely change it. So we saw what he did with Planet of the Apes. I don't even I'm know. I'm surprised it wasn't pasty Johnny Depp uh, yeah. <laughs> in a Superman costume. But 
and I love Tim Burton. I just, yeah. it's it just, plenty of just didn't work for me, but it wasn't terrible, terrible because of, like I said, mostly because of the cool makeup and, and I, I liked, I liked parts of it, you know? I would have liked to see more development in the Estella Warren character. I feel like that was, was terrible. It was, she was so one dimensional. It was like, are, is this supposed to be a love triangle between her and Helena Bonham Carter and Mark Wahlberg? Like, or, or are they, is, is, HBC plus Mark Wahlberg. Are they supposed to be platonic? Are they not? I don't, he kisses both of them. Speaking I, of that, the monkey, the sex scene with the orangutan and his wife. What is that? Yeah, what that is that about? Yeah. Hey, sex sells. Even ape sex. Does it? Okay. I don't like the way you're looking at me. I don't like the way you're looking at me. You get those dead eyes. Um, okay. All right. So, what would you guys? As far as ugly remakes, what would you have said? Do you have one? Um, excellent question. I really, I, I'm kind of drawing a blank on an ugly remake. Yeah. That I would. I'm sure. I'm sure there is one, but I just, I just can't. How about you, Micah? No, uh, no, because I, I can think of a lot of remakes, but uh, not really an ugly one. Okay. Yeah. All right. So, what do you want me to do next? Which one? Uh, let's switch it up. Uh, how about we do one that I think is going to be your good one? Uh, The Thing. The Thing. So you're right. The Thing is my good remake. And for good reason. And for good reason. The The Thing, from 1982, John Carpenter's The Thing, is, I think it's one of the best horror films ever made. Um, it's so good that most people don't even realize it's a remake. It stands on its own. It has become the classic film. Mm -hmm. Whereas... The original one, it, it, the original one, Howard Hawks. I mean, it was kind of the little backstory. It was the kind of the kickoff to the monster movie. Okay. Oh. Thing really I didn't know that, or at least part of it. They, a lot of people say it influenced a lot of it. Well, it's 1951, so that was really early in that monster yeah. movie kind of. And I think uh, I think James Arness uh, was the thing in it. He was the guy in the suit, so that's pretty oh. cool. So anyway, what were you gonna say, Micah? You were. I was just going to say a little backstory is that there was in 1951 uh, a movie called uh, The Thing from Another Planet. Yeah. And it, it was the same kind of concept. Or Another that, World? Is The Thing from Another Planet Another World? Another World. Yeah. yeah. And the same kind of concept that they, um, a group of, it's actually Air Force people get a, uh, something pops up on the radar in the Arctic and so they go out there and they're kind of stuck out there while this thing from another planet, you know. Yeah, so, so in John Carpenter's version, it's they it, it opens with uh, these guys in a helicopter trying to shoot a dog. It's a very I mean it gets you in the movie right away because yeah, I'm like what this dog do? And then they show up and the and they're they're they got guns and everything. So so Kurt Russell's the people with him they're forced to kill. Are they Norwegian? Is that what, Norwegian? Uh, yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. So they're forced to kill them and and then they take care of the dog and. And they're in this compound there. They're doing all kinds of different experiments. One person is dealing with the dog specifically, so he puts that dog in the kennel. And it, it turns out that 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 dog is really an alien of some kind that can mimic uh, anything else that it sees. It can become them. It can sound like them. It takes time to transform. Um, so they find out that it quickly kills all the other dogs in the kennel. And then the the kicker of it is that. They don't know who's the alien at any point because it looks so much like them, and they're they're you know they're isolated. They can't do anything, and they're out in the cold. It's a desolate. It's just everything about that movie just works. I think the location, I think the characters are great. Right. I think it's a sense of dread. 
it's the same sense that Ridley Scott did with Alien. Yeah. Uh, where, you know, there's nowhere you can go. You're stuck in here with this thing. And, and truth be told, I, I am not the... Again, I'm not a big Ridley Scott fan. I think this is better than Alien. I think in terms of dealing with this... Yeah, it, I could see the similarities there, but I just think this is so much better. There... And the fact that it was made in the 80s and they were using practical effects to do this stuff. If this was made today, it'd be really weird CGI effects, I think. But, I mean, the scene, if you look at IMDb's page for the thing, they have the scene where the, the, the they're doing they're trying to do an autopsy on one of the bodies. Right, and the stomach way. turns into, like, a giant mouth and, like, bites off the guy's hands. Right. And that's a scary movie that makes me jump every time. Like, that moment just, ah! And then the blood test, when they're trying to figure out. Yes. They decide they can test whose blood and the blood, like, jumps out of the thing. I there are so many jump moments like that, but they work, and it's always so intense. And I love this movie. Is so tense. Go ahead. I love this movie. I I have to confess something to you, and I'm very sorry to say it, but I really hated this movie. You do? I, no, I, I did. Oh I did. my gosh! I'm sorry. I just I hate hate might be a little too strong of a word, but I I didn't like it. I I I felt like it was kind of boring, although. Maybe I just. Do you like horror films though? No, but but it, but I don't usually like horror films because I'm kind of a weenie about scary, jumpy things. But that wasn't the reason I didn't like this. I just kind of felt like it was boring. I just it couldn't. It didn't really. So what part bored you? The suspense or the uh, mystery? <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Um, I, I do. I think the pace on this is amazing. Every time I, I watch it, I'm hooked. Like for real. I, I don't. It's no, hard to describe. I, no, well, I'm not, not. no, no, I'm not just trying to think. Like I'm serious. I said like the helicopter scene at the beginning. Like I'm immediately drawn in because you're watching as the credits are going. You're watching people try to shoot a dog. And yeah. They, that's... Just instantly, it's like I don't. You don't see that in movies very often. You know. Yeah. I mean, well, one I I do. It was kind of funny during that opening scene. I was watching it, um, and I have two dogs at home and. I was sitting there, you know, the living room's really dark, and um, the dogs were sleeping by my feet, and then when that started happening, they, I mean, they always run over to the TV when they see another dog on it, but the, slowly, their ears just perked up, and they kind of walked over to the screen, and they were watching the dog run away, and then when when the creature ripped out from inside the dog when, when they were in the kennel, they just lost their marbles. I mean, they just went totally crazy, but started barking at Isn't that everywhere. effect amazing, though? Really, you don't you wouldn't like that at all. It's all practical effects. Remember that, it's not CG. Yeah, it, it looks gross and disgusting. And when the guy's head falls off and it grows tentacles and it's it was walking around upside down. It was very gruesome. I mean, I I guess I just felt like the effects looked. It made it look very dated. Oh man, I it still works for me. I think they hold up. I really do. Um. So again, I love this movie. I think the score is great. I think Kurt, it's one of Kurt Russell's best roles. Um. I, it's just awesome. Like I, I, I really enjoy every single scene in it. So if you haven't figured out already, spoiler alert. <laughs> but uh, but Did I spoil something? No. Well, I mean, wait, I guess not really. But I'm about to do a spoiler alert. So fast forward or whatever. Uh, there's more to the show, I promise. But my favorite part is the very, the very last scene. Mm-hmm. And when Kurt Russell is sitting there, he's just defeated the thing. And then Childs walks up, not a child, but the character named Childs, which is <laughs> Keith David. <laughs> Childs. <laughs> Takes a real weird turn. Uh, no, but uh, the, the character Childs walks up and he's talking to him. And you know one of them has to be the alien. Or not. It's, or not. Or not. 
I, I mean, but there's a strong you, possibility. You can, you can actually, you can look online. I stayed up last night after a while and uh, looked online to some fan theories, and there's some pretty solid fan theories on who the alien is. But it leaves you, it cuts away with you going, who, who the crap is the alien? Well, that, <laughs> that and, they're, and they're both pretty injured. They're yeah. both pretty injured. So yeah. and then it, it, it pans out and it goes to blow. Yeah, I mean, even if even if neither one of them's the alien, they'll probably die out yeah. there. Yeah, everybody's gonna die. It's so bleak. But one of them is the alien, and he will either freeze or or not or, or not. not or not. It might it might. It's I just love that ending because here we are talking about it. Yeah. yeah so there was a there was a video game for PlayStation Two several years back, and it was a direct sequel to it. I don't remember. I don't. I don't know if it's considered canon or not, but. Apparently, it showed you kind of what happened. I, I haven't played it, so I don't know. Um, but anyway, so a lot of people think the 2011 version, like I said, is a remake of it. It's not. It's a direct sequel. The, is it, it about the Norwegians? Yes. And really? it ends when they're going to shoot the dog in the camp. That's how the credits uh-huh. are rolling. Really? Mm-hmm. Well, let me just say this about the Norwegians, too. Um, how often can you say that? Really... <laughs> I feel like you're going to go on a... <laughs> Let me just say this one thing about the Norwegians. Norwegians. <laughs> Sorry, guys, if you're a listener. I've got a big cigar in my head. Let me just say that. Um, the found footage that they, the black and white found, found footage in the Norwegians, you know, how they has, shows them circling around and using thermite bombs. That actually is the exact thing that happens in the uh, original. original, in yeah. the 1951. Yeah. The, yeah, I saw I saw a clip. I didn't watch the whole thing, but I've I saw a clip. Thing. Where the the army uh, air force guys circle around, mm-hmm. they figure out it's a UFO. They use thermite bombs to get it out. They they find well, you know they bl- in the movie they blow up the UFO by accident with the thermite bombs. Oh, anyway. and all that's left is an alien in, a, in an ice cube that they bring out. Yeah, so it's, and it gets thawed out by an electric blanket. So it's kind of cool. It's almost like an alternate universe. If you know, if the if the John Carpenter's the thing is, if the Norwegians found uh, the alien instead of the Americans, Americans, what would happen? You know, also so maybe it's, it's a very uh, patriotic. It's the Americans also, killed it, and the Norwegians got killed. <laughs> well, there's really it gets in the original one, like they bring it back in a, a an ice block because they cut it out, and then they I think it like they put an electric blank on it by accident, and it melts the ice, and so he goes free, and it's a monster movie. I don't know, but <laughs> the um, John Carpenter also used a clip from the original thing um, in Halloween. That's the movie they're watching. All the babysitters, if you watch it, they're really? watching the thing for another way out. So anyway, we're oh, pretty long on that one. Do you guys have one that you would put for your good one? A remake of any re- genre? Okay, I know that we talked about this last time when we were talking about uh, Meg Ryan movies, but uh, Freaky Friday, which is not a Meg Ryan movie. You have to just go listen to our, our last show to <laughs> get the reference here. But Freaky Friday <laughs> is actually a pretty good remake. With the Lindsay Lohan? Curtis? Yes. Yeah, I liked that. That was before Wait, no, no, that's Lilo was trap. all crazy. You're talking about Parent Trap. No, she was in Freaky Friday, no. too. And Jim, uh, Jamie Lee Lohan Curtis, yeah. And uh, Jamie Lee Curtis. Really? Yeah. yeah. She's the daughter? Yeah. So, wow. It's yes, because good. Because the... And the reason I say that is because the original Freaky Friday really isn't that strong. I mean, it's kind of like a real low-budget movie. Mm-hmm. And it's like they took this low-budget movie, kind of like they did with The Thing, and they made it into a bigger-budget movie with bigger names and... So, well, in that in that same vein, I, I kind of think the Lindsay Lohan Parent Trap is is a pretty good remake too. Yeah. I mean, and the, the of course the the what's her name one from the sixties where they say you know yeah. let's get together. I think you can say I think you can say though that a good remake is one that you don't know that it's a remake. Mm-hmm. That's yeah, awesome. that's yeah. fair. Okay, so that you find out later, you go, wow, that was a remake. Since we're getting pretty close on time, do you guys want to jump into my bad pick? Sure. Yes, please. And you know what it is, of course. Now, yes, it is Psycho. Okay. I, I'm, I'm 
I'm honestly surprised by that. Do you like the remake? Yeah, I thought it was pretty good. To me, you know what it is? It's, to me, it's it's like a, if you were in college and you had to recreate one of your favorite films shot by shot, this is kind of what it feels like. It feels like some sort of college experiment. Because hmm. it's almost it's identical to the original one. There's no reason for it to exist other than you're wondering why in the heck is Vince Vaughn in this role? He's so miscast. I, See, I, I thought... I, go ahead, Kelly. Uh, sorry, Micah. Um, I actually thought he was better in his role than Anne Hesch was in the Janet Lee role. I well, that's she terrible, was... too. I mean, there's no reason for her to be in that role either. But, but the thing with him that bothered me is that Norman Bates, in the original one, he was he was just kind of childlike and he wasn't overly scary. He was the last person you expect to be crazy and a killer mm. where Vince Vaughn, like right off the bat was playing it like over the top. And before we evil. go any further, let's, let's just clarify too, that the psycho from 1998, which is Gus Van Zandt is the director. Yeah. It is a shot for shot by yes. shot. remake. Yes. I mean, it's except that they changed up a few things to secure an R rating. Like they, well, one it's in color. Yeah. So, and two, there's some like they added like some some sexual things in it that made right. it R. Um, and then the marketing on it made it seem like it was gonna be this crazy R rating. And then it's like the same movie. Yeah. And they changed the money, I guess. She stole more money in this one, but well, well they yeah, probably were making it like the, yeah. the equivalent. So, I agree with both of you on this that probably the worst thing about the remake is the casting. Mm. I think it's miscast because. Um, the original Norman Bates, um, help me out with the Anthony name. Perkins. Yeah, Anthony Perkins. Anthony Perkins. Yes, uh, he is fantastic. Yeah, as I mean, he he is just insanely good as yeah. as Norman Bates. Vince Vaughn, on the other hand, is I don't know. You're watching and you're just going, "That's Vince Vaughn. Why yeah. is Vince Vaughn trying to act like Norman Bates?" And even this was before Vince Vaughn really even hit that big. He's yeah. still kind of it just doesn't work. Yeah. He's creepy. He he's what's the He's um, good at being creepy, that's for yeah. sure. Yeah. Hang on. There was a guy when the, when it came out, there was a guy that I feel like would have been perfect because he looked like Anthony Perkins. Um let's see if I can Andy Garfield. Him. No, no. I think Andy Garfield looks like Andy Garfield. Well no, I was gonna say uh, Jeremy Davies. You remember him from Saint Private Ryan? Yeah, 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 yeah. I think he was, he could have been a very good, unassuming Norman Bates. But uh-huh. anyway, they went, I mean, I just, that draws me out of it. It's just, it doesn't need to exist. Right. And it almost makes me not appreciate the original one. I'm like, this is just a weird, I don't want to see it like this. It's a, it's a black and white movie. It was, I, it was kind of the grandfather of slasher films. And now we're just being remade. I feel like we're paying to see someone's college experiment to put it in color. Right. I, I don't know. I just, I mean, I, I kind of agree that the casting is, is rough. Um, I, Anne Hesh is a very bizarre choice to me. That, she, she was the thing. If something was going to ruin the movie for me, she would be it. Because, well, because Janet Lee is a knockout. Oh, she is. And she's very, yeah. like, sensuous and yeah. calculating. And she's just got this va-va-voom factor that is, like, Anne Hesh, she's, she has this very pixie haircut. She's teeny tiny skinny girl and yeah. she just has really no right. s- it, it factor it's, no... it's just I don't know I just, I just don't like anything about this movie well, and it's it's kind of a left turn for the director I mean he made Goodwill Hunting and he made uh, you know Milk the guy makes great films and then this one it's like well why I, don't, I just don't understand it 
So you well, do, you guys disagree with me that this is like the worst remake ever made? Yeah, I, d- I disagree. I, I really don't... Aside from the Anne Hesh thing... Well, okay, actually, one other thing that I did want to say was um, they... They were so dedicated to making it a shot by shot remake, but then they there were a couple of little elements that they they tried to quote unquote modernize it. Pro- I mean, Anne Hesh's whole look was just quintessentially nineties, you know, the, yeah. the bleach hair. Um, but but it makes it, it feel they, more dated they, than well, the original one. Well, they tried to have it both ways because they tried to even the clothes that Anne Hesh was wearing were obviously a reference to vintage attire from the mm-hmm. 60s but it didn't work on her at all it was like she was playing dress up in her grandmother's closet i mean right. she had no they sh- oh and the other the scene um when in the very beginning when she goes into the office and first makes off with the money the whole bit with the the salesperson or whatever comes in and talks about oh you have air conditioning back here like that why would you it made sense for that to be said in the 60s movies because, yeah, not every place had air conditioning. Right. But in 1998, it just feels like you're too dedicated to make reproducing it line by line. Well, There's really but no... even like Robert Forrester, who plays the, like, the psychologist at the end that, that basically summarizes the movie. Mm-hmm. Like, I remember they were talking about, like, he wanted, like, the pacing the same. He wanted it to be set exactly like the original one for timing. And it's like, I don't know. Again, why does this movie exist? And there's no point to it. Yeah. Uh, I mean, you could make the argument that that maybe some people wouldn't have seen the original and it was such a good story that they were kind of bringing it back for a new generation to see. But here's here's what I say, because I saw the remake before I saw the original. Mm-hmm. And I remember walking away from the remake thinking, what's the big deal about Psycho? I mean, it was, it was good, it was entertaining, but I, I don't get it. What's the big deal? And then, years and years later, I saw the original, and it blew my mind. I was like, this film is incredible. Yeah. I mean, it's so tense. Maybe that's because 1998 movie, I expect that kind of stuff. 1960, I didn't expect, yeah. you know, the cross-dressing Norman Bates and the, you know, the all the murder. And it, But it was, it does not, it just doesn't have the same, I don't know, gravitas that... The uh, Alfred Hitchcock does. Well, yeah. Yeah, well, that, uh, yeah, that's true. I, would agree, I, that. I agree. That's the thing. So, I don't know. So, what would be the worst remake of all time? If not this one. Uh, really, any comedy, if they try to remake a comedy, it just it doesn't work. Okay. Anything else you guys want to say about remakes? Um, no. I, that's. All right. So, whose turn is it next time? Micah's? Micah. It is my turn. Yes. What's your genre? Ah. <sighs> My genre is going to be dark comedy. Ooh, interesting. Dark comedies. So um, my picks for dark comedy, in no particular order, are Dead Man on Campus, uh, Burn Before Reading, (laughs) and Dr. Strangelove. Huh, okay. Is it Burn After Reading or Burn Before Reading? It's, it's, it's I think burn it out. might be burn it's after burn after reading. It is burn after reading. It's like, don't read it. Should you burn <laughs> is that a premonition? I don't know. Is that a premonition? <laughs> okay, fine, cool. I'll go along with you so, on that one. Burn those after that are, reading. Yeah, burn after reading. Yes, burn after reading. Dr. Strangelove and uh, Dead Men on Campus. Those okay. are my picks. Okay. So, tell us what you think in the comments below. Do you uh, Do you agree with our picks? Uh, do you have another remake that you think is a good, bad, or ugly? Let us know, please. And 
be sure to uh, check us out on iTunes. Fingers crossed. Do you think? Well, we're finger crossing because we don't know if it's there yet. <laughs> yes, we've applied. <laughs> Someday we're, soon. We're waiting for our citizenship. To iTunes. Just, we're waiting for our iTunes citizenship to come through. That's okay, true. hopefully. In the meantime, though, you can check us out on Twitter at Good Bad Podcast and It's Just Awesome.com. So. And also, uh, be sure to check out the rest of the site. It's Just Awesome.com. We do some great stuff. Some uh, recent movie reviews, uh, some music, some pop culture, just uh, all kinds of. Uh, fun thing and hopefully we'll be having an oscar not episode per se but we're gonna do a little special oscar thing right yeah yeah we're gonna do an oscar video uh soon uh where we basically give our cast our predictions for who's gonna win and by the way it doesn't necessarily mean that we've seen the film we're we're giving predictions based on what we've heard what we what we have seen and what we think uh the critics and all of them are gonna pick so and who knows we might also give a good bad and ugly for best picture (laughs) I thought about that actually, but we could do not it. next time. It's going to be dark comedy, so dark comedy. All right, dark comedy next time. All right, have a good one, guys. All right, thanks. Thanks. Bye.